0: sick, crazy, niggas want me to talk about it You heard what happened? Niggas want me to talk about it Shit happens, niggas want me to talk about it Fuck our niggas still like- Yo, what up good people? Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It I'm your host, ASAP Barbie Of course you, you know my host, Eric
1: What up, man?
0: Today, we have another guest a repeat guest at that uh I like to bring out my guy Mabaki.
2: <laughs>
0: what up, Mabaki? What up, what up, what up, what up? What's
2: going on? Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, yeah. So today we have three pretty good topics, stressful topics. Not really stressful, but it could be stressful for the listener. And like it, it it'll get pretty deep. All three topics in my opinion. I think that get deep. The first the first topic is uh the NCAA tournament that's going on right now. Uh the second topic will be the importance of black ownership. And the third topic will will be um the reason we bought Mabaki back home. Is <laughs> LeBron James missing the playoffs? Is he still the goat and some of you burn sexual? Uh that's 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 <laughs> funny within itself. <laughs> All right, so for me, uh, I'll jump right into the first topic with the NCAA tournament. So, the NCAA tournament is uh, it's been pretty interesting this year so far, and um, I like to give a shout out to everybody who joined our. Uh, our bracket challenge uh, I said again good luck to the people who join appreciate you guys for supporting the show and listen or whatever um, the two people that's on, they're part of it and it's pretty funny um, like we talk about this stuff outside of the podcast so on and so forth and it was very funny because today was like one of the best days ever because Some people lost. They probably shouldn't have lost. Some people were close to losing. And some people were, you know, threatening to shoot up jobs and shit if certain teams (laughs) lost. (laughs) I'm not going to front. But overall, the NCAA tournament, it goes to show you that it's probably the best basketball all year round. Like a lot of people, they like the NBA playoffs. But to me, I'd rather watch the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm just going to go on a limb and say thank goodness. My two teams are still in it, LSU and Gonzaga. Even though, and I have Gonzaga to win it all, actually. So, I'm glad they're still in it. They got some tough challenges coming up uh, in the Sweet 16. But let's just talk about this Duke stuff right now. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the asshole right now, and I'm gonna say. If the nigga that was seven foot six did not foul out of the game, Duke would be sitting at home watching the rest of the season. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it. Eric, what up? Cause I know that's your guys. So
1: if if we use the ifs, if the queen of England had balls, she'd be the king. Oh, that, that, means, oh that means absolutely nothing. Now, <laughs> now shout out to UCF and Taco. You know what I'm saying? Like, that boy is a problem. He's a cheat code. Um, also, the guard, Dawkins, man, he, they gave us a run for the money. I'm glad we got tested, you know, um, so early in the tournament. But RJ and Zion, they didn't crack under pressure. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what it's all about. So, shout out to all the haters, you know what I'm saying, who's praying on our downfall. We still here. We the team that everybody want to see get, get bounced. Nobody
2: want problems with that boy Zion.
0: Come on with him, Mabaki. I know you got a lot to say. Come on. Now, I mean, you
2: know me personally, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take responsibility for being the guy who was stressed out. I mean, I made certain threats that I didn't necessarily mean at the time. Of course. But um shouts to Taco Fall because that, that's my countryman. He's from Senegal. I'm Senegalese as well. That's my fellow countryman. He balls out. And I am, I'm I'm in agreement with you if, you feel what I'm saying, I, I hate to use it, but if he was in the game, I think it would have ended differently. But like Eric touched on, I feel like this year Duke has been tested enough. I feel like they've gone through like these battles. They went through it early in the year with Gonzaga. They went through it with Syracuse when they took that L2. I feel like they've gone through enough battles to really understand how to grind these things out and make it through the tournament. Go I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be able to do it. You know what I mean, I'm not, I'm not really hating on them. I really like the tangent. I'm a Knicks fan, so hopefully we're going to be able to grab Ryan on the even of You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I'm saying, like, uh, really, in my opinion, I think Michigan State is going to take it. I feel like the Big Ten hasn't won it. Yet. I don't think I've ever – I don't think I even remember the last time the Big Ten won it. So I feel like Michigan State is really <laughs> in to their really business.
0: Uh, I mean, okay, I, I give you a point on that. I, I, Tom Izzo was the last team i seen win it. I yeah. don't remember when it was, though, but it was hella long ago when Michigan State won it. Word. Uh, uh, you, know, you
2: know what's interesting, though? About this whole entire NCAA, NCAA tournament, me personally, I, this is like my first year. To this year, I was I decided I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna watch college basketball for the first time, and college basketball is amazing. Like the tournament is extraordinary. Like you never know who's just gonna go crazy and give you a real tough challenge, and then it, and then it makes me think like it just adds on to the argument that these kids like deserve some form of compensation for bringing so many eyes to this tournament like it's crazy right. like, all, all you see all over the place is March Madness like and these games are crazy these games are like great games like really Duke should have lost that game Duke should have lost that game but they managed to grind it out like it's like every single night you have a game or two where it's just like to the wire so it's crazy right
0: and, and now this goes back to the last conversation we had on here when I was like, uh, how would how much better would the NCAA be if they instead of doing the best of seven like the NBA, they did like the best of three? Like, I believe that UCL would be a UCL versus Duke would have been a great ass matchup for three games, just based off the not not as far as talent goes, but the matchup. Yeah like like I would have loved to see that two more times.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely.
0: Wait, I shit. Yeah. I believe I would have loved and you know and you know like you know it have to be a whole different kind of organizer but they don't have to do it like the NBA where you play one home, one away and so on and so forth. You could stay in the same region and play three games. But that's always going to be a what if cuz I don't never think we'll ever see that. So, well what what that did being, we,
1: what did we might see? and I hope we see, and it's going to sound crazy because Duke is one of the beneficiaries of this, but they need to get rid of the one that does. I think Zion had a business being in college, and the reason why I think it's going to make college basketball better is um, if you think about the old days, man, you had players there for three, four years building chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. I am getting tired of seeing a brand-new team every year. You know, now, like I said, yep. we are the beneficiaries of it. I'm glad that we got, you know, two of the top high school prospects in this past, right. um, you know, recruiting season. But mm. I would love to to grind out some years, you know, see some freshmen struggle, get it together their sophomore year, and it all come together their junior and senior year. You know, I miss that, that part. So if they get rid of the one and done, I'm going to be a fan, you know.
0: Um, yeah. Now... Me. Now think, the only thing about the one and done, uh, the reason I think it should be, I think it's sh- you know they should get rid of it is because I feel like people like Zion Rich, uh, Zion Williamson shouldn't have to go to college and risk the chance of doing some major damage to his body. Like, I feel like you should be able to go from high school to making the money that you're gonna make even if you go to college for one year. Like, I feel like the one year is pointless yeah. because it's like. When Zion busted out of that damn shoe, what if he would have broke his leg and tore both ACLs and his NBA career was down the to Yep. You know, but if he would've did that fresh from high school in the NBA, at least he had some insurance behind it, like an insurance policy financially behind it already. And um the disadvantage is like Eric was saying, it's almost like a cheat code for Coach K. Because if you think about it, Duke was at their best when they had to keep players for at least three years. Like, that's a goddamn cheat code to me because I feel like you bring bring in the top 10, literally the top 11 kids. Let's say 2018, he bring in the top 11 kids and they struggle just a little bit. He's going to make them better next year. But also the next year, he's still bringing in the next 11 best kids. And they all just sitting there and it's like... That shit like a cheat code
2: me um me personally uh i'm definitely like against the one and done i'm on you with that particular thing but i feel like like i gotta disagree with eric in regards to like the kids staying for more years i feel yeah. like that should be at the kids discretion at the end of the day these kids aren't being paid any amount of money you feel what i'm saying i really really i feel like the whole one and done uh, uh dynamic was created to save college basketball to save that industry. You feel what I'm saying? Because really and truly, over time, we get to a point where these kids are growing up playing against their contemporaries. They running around these in these AAU circuits, playing against people they know their entire lives. They go to college, they play with or against these people. These kids right. know each other. It's a lot of these kids who could just go on to the next level without having to deal with the hassle of just as Bobby said, uh, dealing with an injury like the one Zion dealt with. You feel what I'm saying? Personally, right. I'm 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 100 against like yo if you got this if if you a lottery pick if you if you a lot if you project a lottery pick out of high school go to the league if it don't work out it don't work out but if you a lottery pick you gotta if you a first round pick you got a guaranteed contract regardless what happened. you get that money if it don't work out i mean go to college you feel what i'm saying use that money to help the rest of your life but at the end of the day these kids aren't being paid so i don't feel like they should have to endure three to four years under coach k just so that we could be entertained let me, sure, let, me,
1: let me clarify one point so when I say I think we should get rid of the one and done I'm saying the NBA needs to lower the age back down to 18. yeah I don't think Zion should have been in college at all so That's what I sure. guess what I'm saying is rather than have a, a recruit year where we get three or four or five star recruits I'd much rather have 11 three and four stars and watch them. See, people that we, yeah. we know not going to the league. I don't the think Zion has business in uh, college. I don't think R.J. Barrett. A lot of these players, I think they should just be able to skip it and then yeah. give us a team that we can consistently have somebody that needs development. Those are the people that need to be in college. That's that's kind of what I was right. at. I don't want to see Zion in a Duke uniform for three years. No,
0: I agree. But the only thing I think The reason that I I personally think the reason that the NBA was like, now y'all gotta go to college one year is because they had more failures with people coming out of high school than they had success. Now, granted, the people that came out of high school, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, they're all Hall of Famers, but then when we look at the people who came straight from high school that was failures, like uh, Brandon Hayward and and Darius Miles, and you know the list can go on and on. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, let me let me and tell failure. a quick story. Let me tell a quick story. So, one of the reasons they got rid of it, it was a cat named Lenny Cook. He came out during the same time as LeBron, and he was supposed to be nicer than LeBron. Where he messed up is he entered into the draft after his high school year, and he became to be a bust, and he was never able to go to college and develop his game. You know what I say? Yeah, I, mean, I say, tough titties. You got to make that. Right, you know what
0: I'm saying? If Correct. you want to risk it, you risk it. But you know And the uh, back, the kid, That's the kid from New York that was a bus, uh from was he from Brooklyn? Uh He's Sebastian from- Taylor. He, he made it who? to
2: the
0: league. Yeah, he made it to the league, but he was a bus too.
2: Yeah, yeah, but me just this how this how Eric put it. I feel like now, I mean, it once you once you put it in your mind that you want to decide to go for the lead, that's a that's a gamble that you're gonna to have to take. And with the gamble, there's there's risk and there's rewards. And if you fall to the wayside, then I'm sorry, that's just the way that's just the way life goes.
0: Right. So I mean, but overall, I mean, I don't get it twisted. Like this NCAA tournament also shows you that. You know, even though we say, like, Zion and JT shouldn't be in college. They should be straight in the pros. But, you know, with them being in this NCAA tournament, it also shows us that they human, too. If that makes sense. Like, because we, we put Zion on this, on this like, superstar status. Like, he a monster from Space Jam. But, like, today, the kid from uh, Senegal, the 7'6'' dude, Remember when they won their first round and they found out they was playing Duke. Remember, he tweeted, Zion will not dunk on me. He proved it. He didn't dunk on him. I mean, Zion did get some dunks, but it wasn't on him. But he dropped Zion dropped 32. He dropped 30 on it. Okay, Zion dropped 32, but don't get it twisted. Your man's Dawkins dropped 31. It was about to be 33 if he was in the game winning layup.
1: No, let's yeah, go back to that. what Taco said. Did he say? I was going to hold him. If he didn't say that, I don't care what he said.
0: He
2: did. He's not going to dunk on me like he do everybody else. Taco, up. Taco being in the game, Taco Foul being in the game, completely altered how Duke could attack the basket. One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And I right. feel like the way the way they attacked Taco was smart because they got him file out. I think they I think their plan was to have him foul out way earlier than that. But Taco being in the in the middle of that paint roaming around there definitely altered the way it's that, I think that's the biggest reason uh, uh, Duke had such a hard time to be honest he will problem
1: yeah. he problem.
2: You, think, now, you think you think he would be able to go to the league cause yes. he's been at UCF for four years yes. I think, off, I think there's league. a place
0: in the league for him go to the league okay mm-hmm. I think
1: there's like, a place it,
0: in the league for him yeah I was gonna say if nothing else he's 7 foot 6 think True. about this he's 7 foot 6 that means this man is four inches taller than Shaq. Jeez, that's Yao Ming height. No, he's three inches taller than Yao Ming.
2: What?
0: Yeah, Yao Ming was only like seven three. If Sean Bradley and George
1: Mirashaw could play in the league, then Taco could play in the league.
2: Son, this man I saw today. I saw him go up and do a putback dunk with his toes
0: on the ground. I was like, holy! Story. Exactly. I was like, I mean, that's what Eric. And pre-production, when we was talking about the game, that's what Eric said. Central Florida has the ultimate cheat code. Like all he had to do is stand up under the goal like he did, and when rebounds come off, stand on his tiptoes, grab it, and stand on his tiptoes again and dunk it right back in. Surprisingly
2: enough, throughout the season, I think he only averaged like seven boards a game. I mean, but he stepped it up for the tournament though
0: yeah he did most definitely so overall guys the NCAA tournament is going good now what I will get into about the NCAA tournament that's even even better yo the biggest upset to me so far is Auburn beating Kansas that was the biggest upset so far hey what's your biggest upset so far
1: ah man I'm gonna have to go with the boy from uh South Carolina John Morant Murray State um, I wish they could have made it to the Sweet 16 because that kid is going to be special too. Um, when I see him, I think uh, Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, just remember his name. I think he going to be the number two or number three pick in this year's draft, and he's going to make some noise in the league.
0: Okay. Mabaka, I know you got an upset so far.
2: Man, I got a few upsets is the problem, but for real, for me, for me, I'm going to have to go with uh, Murray State beating Marquette. Off the jump, I was like, Yo, what's going on? Like, and then, and then to top it off, my whole thing the thing that got me the most angry is the fact that okay, you grind it out, you beat Marquette, you make it to the next round, and then you get slapped by Florida. Oh, yeah. You get slapped, like, I'm like, Come on, you're missing my bracket. Me. You know what I'm saying? Much love to, to, to Moran, he's a dog, but I'm saying, Come on, bro.
3: They
2: wasn't yeah. supposed to be there though, so I mean, that's true. I'm looking at, I'm like, yo, you, you wasting my time, you messing up my
0: bracket, you came to this round to have this happen to you, like, come on. Yeah, so, hey, so I mean, again, like I said, uh, for the people who didn't know, it's too late now, but we have a bracket going on, and whoever wins the bracket, will get the swag bag from. Let's talk about it. I'm not going to tell you what's in the swag bag because we want you to be surprised. But the funny thing is uh, a lot of people have been asking questions about the bracket. Uh, that's that's part of the bracket. That's the funny part, like, damn, man, like I'm behind in this, this, that, and the third. But it's kind of like you could lose a lot of these games. Like, for instance, uh, I know Mabaki has Michigan State pick to win, the whole thing. So if Michigan State wins the whole thing, you get like an extra thousand points for that. So you can go from you can go from from the bottom to the top in just the next four games.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's gonna be interesting to see who pulls it out in our little bracket thing. Mm. So again, like I said, good luck to the people that join. Good luck mixture to the people who who wanna join. <laughs> So moving, along, so moving along to the second topic, the second topic is a uh, real deep. Uh, I had a few discussions with uh, Eric and pre-production about it, so I'm gonna let him handle this one. And it's the importance of black ownership. All right, so yeah. I'll break it down just like this:
1: in, in America, we live in a capitalistic society, right? So what that basically means is he or she, whoever has the money, has the power. And we see that power being manifested and exercised in our judicial system, our education system, medical government, I mean, you could go on. So the reason why I think it's important because one, it helps strengthen the community by actually establishing an economy. You know, when you get that, that money together, then you can actually do things. And when I say do things, you can have influence on your surroundings. Um, We know people pay off politicians that legislate on their behalf. We know people pay off the education system, the institutions to get their kids ahead. These are the things that people benefit when they have an economic base. So, I think the importance of having a black business is exactly what it's all about. Money makes the world go round. Everybody knows this. Um, To me, that's the importance of black business. What you got?
0: So, Okay, so one of the biggest things is, I think that the importance of black ownership has always been important to me. Um, Like, you know, growing up as a kid, I used to say like, you know, I wanna be rich, like, you know, this white person, this white person. But that's because at the time, that's all I seen that was rich. Because black millionaire wasn't publicized outside of being an athlete or a rapper. And I feel like uh, because we we're so lost as of people, and and this is something that kind of was brought to my attention by Eric is that slavery did happen, and we're living in the effects of slavery even today. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're taught, we're taught to basically like to work for somebody else, basically. And it's like we lose sight of what we're capable of. Like, you know, like we're capable of having our own everything, but we lose sight of that because we're taught to do it for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, and people yeah. are so I mean, and there and this is what I say. There's nothing wrong. I well, I don't hate on the people who they're okay with working a nine to five for somebody else because if you're insecure about getting out there starting your own shit and you're scared that's okay because it's not for everybody but for the people who do have these great ideas like and you know that they'll work and other people know they'll work do it because we need more of you around because the more of us that's around it'll motivate the rest of us because I feel like from slavery to now we kind of are a monkey see monkey do kind of people and I'm not saying that to say, you know, like we monkeys and all this, like the racial sense of it, it's just a term, but you know, it's like a monkey see, monkey do kind of thing. And it's like, for instance, like, you know, uh, Eric and Mabaki, you know, let's say y'all work for AT&T and I work for AT&T too, but I quit AT&T to start my own fucking phone company. You know, y'all probably looked at me at first like, man, that dude, wow. But once you see, like, two years later, like, damn, he's successful. Maybe I should leave AT&T and go work for him. And then it's like, cool, I bring you on. But while you're on with me, you're like, well, maybe I should start my own something. And then you leave me and go on and start your own thing. It's kind of like when you see it successful, you can move on and do your own thing. And I feel like that us as a people, we should do more of that. Wabaki. Um...
2: Me personally, my perspective in America as a black person... Now, I'm the, I'm the son of two Senegalese immigrants. I was born and raised in New York uh, in, a, in a Senegalese community. You feel what I'm saying? And I got to really see what it's like when, um, when people touch down in a foreign land. They group together and they really help each other build from the ground up. What I think is missing from black Americans is, is that immigrant mentality. I think what black Americans don't understand that they're not only a minority, that they're a vast minority. They're a very small minority compared to the to the to the majority of the population. I think they have to understand that this is a foreign land to them. Granted, for generations and generations, many of you many of us were born here and so on and so forth. And my children, God willing, for generations, that'll also be the same. But we have to understand this is in our native home. If we look at other communities of people who have that immigrant mentality, the Hispanics, the the Chinese, the, the the Indians, anyone who comes to this country, they touch down, they, they associate with the people who they are who, 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 who are from where they're from, who know what they know, who understand their customs, their culture and things like that. And then they as Eric said, they create an economic base and from there they build up. Everything Eric touched on, the the ability to to have a say on who's your leaders, the ability to have a say on the quality of your children's education, the ability to right. have a say on the quality of your living conditions, all stems from having economic freedom. Money talks, and that's it at the end of the day. There's no right. hands bus. There's no way to work around it. And just as Bobby touched on too. We got we got too many children worried about being in the limelight worried about being hoopers and ballers and football players and rappers and there's nothing wrong with that you know i mean you know athletics and art are important but at the end of the day we got to look at what we need as a community we need to hone in especially in our communities you feel what i'm saying hone in think about what we need think about how we can affect our community for the better because really and truly If all of us adopted this mentality that I'm talking about today, we wouldn't see the effects of that. The effects of that would be laid for our children and our children's children. We gotta think right. about what we've endured here in America. What Black Americans have, have endured here in America. And right. you want your child to, to to endure that? Are you just gonna leave? Are you just gonna leave? Um, uh, are you just gonna leave your hopes and dreams on maybe one day your child will be able to experience certain things, or uh, in the hands right. of someone else? Or are you gonna step up and 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 do something about it? So that's that's and, my take on it.
0: And as far as like you know, us doing stuff differently. This was a situation, or this was a conversation I had with somebody, mm-hmm. and he, he was a younger person, and like he was—he—he he didn't know, so I call him ignorant. He didn't know. He was, he was on some like, on some. He was—he was having a conversation about stuff that we, we, that we have to do for change to happen, or what we could do, and all this other stuff. So he was just like saying, like as far as the police brutality towards and fatalities towards Mm African-Americans, you know, my thing is, I look in the news, I read the newspaper, I watch the news, I'm always on the internet looking at business opportunities, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And every city I look in, every major city from New York to LA to Seattle to New Orleans to Miami, so on and so forth, It's always an ad that says we're looking for minority police officers. And it's like, not that we would cut down the numbers of white police officers, but it would be an even spread if more of us became police officers. Because police officers aren't bad. The people that wear the uniform are the bad people. Absolutely. The job is not a bad person. It's the person wearing the uniform that makes the job look bad. So if more of us became police officers, you know, and then let's say for instance, you know, one of our brothers and sisters get killed by a police officer, and it's a lot of us that's police officers, and we all decide, we're not coming to work until you do something about it. Guess what? You can't train nobody in 24 hours to be a cop. So you either gonna have to do something about it, or you're gonna be short a whole bunch of fucking cops. Right.
1: Hey, I got I got one more not- comment. One more comment on the the black business thing and it's like we were talking about earlier we were talking about the 40s, the 50s and the 60s um, how segregation forced us to depend on each other Um, and we know the two greatest you know two of the greatest intellects we ever had in our community was Malcolm and Martin and I think that's what Malcolm's fear was and that's what he was trying to explain and debate with Martin Luther King was it's like hey if you run to integrate you know what I'm saying, with everyone else you are going to give up the power that you do have, which is your black business, your ability to provide for yourself and feed your family and police your neighborhoods and all that stuff. And I think that was the, the brilliance of racism. I hate to use that phrase but by integrating us, they took away our incentive to Actually, want to build and yeah. it's worked and it had lasting effects. I mean, if you look at it now, Killer Mike did it in his uh, show on Netflix. Yes, sir. When he tried to find black businesses, they're not there anymore. Whereas if you go back 60, 70 years, I mean, we had grocery stores, we had schools, we had churches, yeah. anything you can think of. So um, to reverse that mentality, it's going to take a big initiative and a big movement to say, hey, look, this is what your people did before. It can be done right. again. You know, ain't nobody saying there's anything wrong with spending money in other communities. But like Mabaki said before, how do immigrants do? It? You know, they, they get it out of the mud. They lean on each other and they build themselves up to the point where they don't need the U.S. government to, su- to support them. And if they do need them, they throw money at them. You know, so yeah. that's something that we always got to keep in
2: mind imagine imagine in new york you go to chinatown like you it's like you really in china like they got like banks with chinese tellers and chinese bankers in the back giving out loans to other chinese people you feel what i'm saying it's that's that's where it has to start from and this as to touch on what Bobby said about the police officers that's that's 100 right a lot of these altercations stem from the fact that these police officers are foreign to these territories you can't just be from so on and so forth and then come to where I grew up at and expect to understand the culture, expect to understand how things work. It's gonna be too abrasive. It's gonna cause uh, uh, friction and conflict. Whereas if some people from the community, if th- that's that's another thing we have to do too as a people. We have to understand that these jobs, police officers, uh, uh, firefighters, things, or police officers in particular, we have to understand that these jobs are important. If people are left to run amok, they, it will just be lawlessness. People will do what they want and it's best if we as a people can handle our own problems amongst each other. At least at the very least, this person will understand where you're coming from, understand the context of what's going on, and be able to make the best decision at the best time.
0: Right, exactly. And I mean, and like I said, but us as a people, like, you know, we have this G-code of I ain't being no motherfucking police officer. I ain't working for the 12 and Mm -hmm. all this other shit, but it's like, Mm Them be the same niggas who be on first forty eight snitching so, on their buddies, snitching on they <laughs> cell, and fucking tattletelling up on on paper, but being in witness protection forever, like I mean the
2: culture of the culture of not liking the police, at least amongst the black community in America, it's not like fabricated. It's it's understood why why it's understood why. It's understood, yeah, exactly. You see know what I'm saying? But it's a narrative that we have to change. We have to move on. You know what I mean, because because where right. really the things are bad now, but they're not as bad as they were back when you guys were. And, and,
0: this, and the reason I say something about the police officer stuff is because I have an uncle, right? Yeah. He's been a police officer. I want to say like thirteen years, right? Yeah. And the thirteen years he's been in the community, it was kind of like the community he's in. It used to be bad, yeah. like I'm talking about niggas shooting at cops, yeah. so on and so forth. And it was because, like you said, it's friction because you take these suburban white kids yeah. and make them cops, and then put them in the hood and expect them to understand and not be afraid, and so but they are afraid, yeah, they don't understand. It, 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 but like, for the past 13 years, he's been in that same neighborhood. I probably say in 13 years, it's probably been one killing.
2: That's amazing. One.
0: That's extraordinary. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, the crime isn't as bad. I mean, you know, crime is crime everywhere you go. But, like, the stuff that used to go on, it doesn't go on because he patrols that area. The whole city knows who he is. And they like, you know, we'll do better because we know him. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Not because he he the police officer out there. It's because it's like, he grew up here. We know him. We can't disrespect him like that. And it goes
1: Hey, Barbie, and this goes back to the main topics that are important of black businesses. We don't trust the police because we don't control the police. We don't trust the judicial system because we don't control the judicial, judicial yes, system sir. or the government or the education system. So that's that hurdle that we're going to have to get over. And like I said, just listening to this conversation, it's... It it saddens me, man, because it's like we have a long way to go, you know. Like I said, it starts with black businesses, being able to generate wealth and actually make these money moves and these power moves in our society.
0: Exactly, because, you know, this is my thing, because I hate to hear other black people say, well, black people broke and this, that, and the other we're not broke we're just misled when it comes to money because if we were broke asian people and mexican people and other race indian people other races they wouldn't come to america and set up shops in the black community if we were broke true we're not broke we just don't know how to save and spend money you know like everybody else because you know, again, it goes back to the, the the reflection of slavery. Like we're only taught this way.
3: Yeah.
0: So you make money, you spend money. It's simple. Why everybody else in from their home countries and you know, white America, it's like this is what you do with money. Yeah. What we taught is you make a little bit of money, you pay some bills, you spend it on shit that you don't need to spend it on to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. It is what it is yeah. Because like Eric touched on black businesses Like instead of taking your ass to Macy's And Dillard's Like take your ass to the neighborhood Guy that sell t-shirts and be like hey I need you to make me this custom shirt Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying can, can you make this custom shirt Or go to that old lady That sells hot plates and buy food from her garden in her backyard like, You know buy the groceries from her Like you don't have to go to Whole Foods Like who, who does that you know
2: what I'm saying? Yeah. And on top, so of, so on top of that, as you was touching on, I mean, uh, our responsibility as well, this generation, the people who are here in and cognizant of what's going on, we have to, we have to uh, 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 teach our children financial literacy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Literally. Yeah, me growing up, me, yo, I made a lot of mistakes with money. I mean, you feel what I'm saying? And I I, I blame it all just to my education. You feel what I'm saying? I had to really grind and find things out and, and, and go through like the breaks and go through the ups and the downs. And Whereas if you find somebody who's in a better community, who grew up in a family that understands money from a young age, they telling their kids, yo, this is what it's about, so on and so forth. We have to emphasize financial literacy we have because we can't trust the school to do it i mean as a senior my high school gave us an economics class but they wasn't telling me the things that i needed to know to be able to not only maintain but to be able to build wealth which is what this is all about at the end of the day so we have to take it the initiative take it upon ourselves go out there and learn these things and then pass it down to the next generation so that from the start they don't have to deal with the mistakes they could just one straight through, right you feel what i'm
0: saying right exactly Totally, totally in agreeance with that because like now I have a whole teenage daughter now yeah. and like me and her had a little chat on her birthday and like we are I'm really about to get into stocks and bonds and bank accounts and writing checks mm-hmm. and how to use your debit card and you know credit stuff because in order for her to be better than me I have to teach her everything that wasn't taught to me Absolutely, and then hopefully, you know, she she's part of the movement of bringing back black ownership or whatever it is that she decides to do moving forward. So, so, I mean, overall, the importance of black ownership is way more important than we think it is, and us as a collective. We have to be example to each other in order to get it all back together. That's how I feel in my opinion about us becoming, like Eric said, the Blacks that we were when we had to be segregated. Yeah. Because him saying that it made way more sense because it's like, you don't really think about how wealthy us as a community was before segregation. Yeah, Because you know, all they show us is Slavery, being hosed down, yeah. bitten by dogs. That's all they showed us, but they never showed us the side where, well, hell, where they go grocery shopping if they can't go in the white grocery store? Yeah. You know, what schools were they going to before school was integrated? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we don't understand the importance of that until, you know, somebody brings it to light. But once you bring it to light, we all have to be the example to each other moving forward in order to get that back. Yeah. So, we have another topic. We have another topic. Everybody know what it is. The reason we really bought Mubaki back is James missing the playoffs. Is he still go to some of you, you know, Brun sexual? But after these, uh, you know, after this commercial or whatever, hey, we'll get right into it. We'll be back, good people. Yo, welcome back, good people. Yo, as I was stating earlier, this third topic is the reason we bought Mabaki back. Because Jordan is his favorite player, but for some reason, he's trying to take up for LeBron sexuals because he is a LeBron James fan at the same time, which I don't understand. It just baffles me. But the topic is LeBron James missing the playoffs this year. Is he still the goat in some of you sexual eyes? For me, you already know the answer to that. I make it short and sweet. Fuck no, he never was the goat. He never will be the goat. (laughs) Fuck him. Yes, he deserves to burn hell. (laughs) No, but (laughs) like, oh my god. (laughs) All bullshit aside, he is a great player. But I feel like this year, based off what I've seen. He's not a regular player. He just looks like every player in the West now. It's easy to be like I like I stated before, it's easy to be great when you're in the East and you look like a monster from space down against everybody else versus when you get to the West and everybody's a goddamn monster. And you know, for me it's like is LeBron James the problem because this season they have won less games than they did last season without LeBron James. So is he the problem? Because they got all the same players. They just added LeBron James. Or in or, Rondo. But who is Rondo? Like, we forgot about him after he left the Celtics. So... Oh, no, don't do my man like that. Man. <laughs> do so for man me, man like for all you Bron-sexuals, the fact that he can't get nobody to come play with him, he might want to go ahead and retire and possibly come out of retirement for one year to play with his son if his son get that far. So I say call it quits and, and end while you still like top. Mabaki, I know you got something to say. Bring it on, brother. A few
2: things to say now. First of all, I just wanted to touch on uh your confusion with the fact that I, I I'm a fan of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Me personally, I'm a fan of greatness. I admire greatness. I, I can never I could me, I can never fall into the little oh this versus that, so on and so forth. I can definitely make the clear distinctions on who's better, but at the okay. same time, I can admire. I can admire both of the players. Have uh, uh, uh love them both. And, uh, Fuck them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, to move onwards, like I said, you know what I mean. If anyone who's listened to the past episode that i would think everyone believes knows firmly that I believe in. The fact that Michael Jordan is the greatest player, or greatest basketball player of all time, he's probably the greatest athlete of all time. But that's that's another debate. In regards to the question, I feel like the question isn't that good of a question because we have to factor in a lot of different things. Now, if we just isolate this season on its own, we got to understand that this isn't necessarily a normal season for LeBron James. Something happened to LeBron James for the first time in his 16-year career. Something happened to him that's never really happened to them, and he was sidelined, which was he was sidelined for a certain amount of time. You know what I'm saying? We have to understand that before that was ha- before that happened, man, they were oh, in the God. West, and they were trending in a they were trending in like a 52, 51, 50 win, 50 win pace. You feel what I'm saying in the West, which is which is good for your first year there. Now, me personally, uh, me personally, you feel what I'm saying? If my best player comes and he's out for 18 some odd games, he's out for a long time. During that before that long time, we was doing hella great, being good teams, you feel what I'm saying? Going through when we were going through and handling business. Let me let me just let me just finish my point. Let me let me finish my <laughs> soliloquy. Let me finish my soliloquy. I feel like that's that means you should be giving credit. Now, the notion that LeBron James has retired when he's averaging twenty-seven, eight, and eight is utterly ridiculous. You can you can chalk this season up to the fact that this man, since 2005, has made it to every playoff. Has made it to the playoffs since 2005. He was drafted in 2003. Since 2005, he's been in every single playoffs He was drafted in 2003 in 2007. He went to the NBA Finals. Got, got smacked. That's because he was on the East. But I digress. My point is, this man has been in not only the playoffs over and over and over again but he's been in the finals for eight straight years that takes a toll on the person and that's obviously being shown by the fact that he was hurt this season which had a considerable effect on the play of this team not only was he hurt his teammates were hurt it was a lot of injuries being bounced around at the end of the day to uh, finish my no. point to finish let my me point, stop. lebron james was never the go but i don't think i think the only people who can use this season to attack him are people who aren't objective who aren't
0: looking at things how they really are. Okay, so you went on a limb to say that LeBron James had to miss games. You do realize in a 16 year career, he's only had two seasons where he played the full season. So missing games don't drop you from fourth to worst what happened was it's easy to look like the good team when you play the Atlanta Hawks twice you play Dallas Mavericks twice you play the New Knicks four times and you when you play the worst teams in the NBA at the beginning of the season of course you're going to look good like that that is what it is but then when you get into the nitty gritty of the west you know not that LeBron because LeBron James is way above average I've said this before he is one of the he's one of the he's not the GOAT he never will be the GOAT but this is just another this is just another domino that I gotta knock down for him not being the GOAT because even Jordan remember when he was with the Wizards Jordan still made the
2: playoffs and they sucked ass Jordan Michael Jordan uh, hold on let me let Eric talk before I rebut. Let me let Eric give us two cents Hey, you you already know how I feel,
1: man Like, I, I'll i say this about LeBron This is one thing you gotta keep in mind Out of the 2003 draft I, I believe he's the only Player that's actually performing On this level Everybody else is done And I am I regret to inform you But he's reached the pinnacle He's passed his prime um, 100 I think he might not ever see the playoffs again And I'm, I'm gonna just keep it funky it doesn't awesome. get any better from here, especially if he can't get no players to come to L.A. Um, I wasn't on the LeBronas to go train before. I think it's going to be, you know, 10 times harder for him to achieve that that title now, given his age, given his teammates, um, like, and given that he's in the West. I mean, it's, it's rough. It's going to be rough for him. But like I said, he had a great career. He was one of the all-time greats. I say from two thousand three until now, um, he's in top five of that conversation. But if you talk all-time, you already yeah. know where I'm saying. My yeah.
2: point to but that now—that's that's where I stand. You feel know what I'm saying? I'm 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 of the I'm of the mind I'm of the mindset that LeBron James is falling from his prime. He's no longer in his prime. But imagine we're talking about a player who's no longer in his prime. Yet he's average twenty-seven, eight and eight. Now, the, now the notion, now me personally, me personally, I don't, <coughs> I don't, I don't, think he'll never see the playoffs again, uh, depending on how well they do, depending on how well they do this offseason, will, we'll, uh, change, will, will we'll see my answer on whether or not, me personally, I don't think he'll ever go to the finals again, I don't think, I don't, I don't think he'll see the, unless some, unless they get, like, some dogs, Unless they get some, some like, unless they manage to pull Kawhi or something like that, I don't see, I don't see him ever going to the finals again with the Lakers. But I don't, but as far as him never making the playoffs, I don't believe that. Like I said, this was an injury-riddled season. It was a lot of stuff going on. They were fourth in the West, two, three games behind first seed. I just feel like. Using this, I just feel like objectively speaking, regardless of our affiliations, where we stand on, however LeBron is seen, whether he's above average or great or whatever, I think we can all look at this season objectively and say it was a lot of stuff going on. You feel know what I'm saying? On top of that, one of those things going on is the fact that LeBron James mm-hmm. can't carry four pieces of paper to the finals anymore. Especially not in the West. Especially not in the West. I mean, you give me, yeah, you give me, you give me an older LeBron. Not in the West. I'd I'd be willing to throw some tips on the table. But today, LeBron, today LeBron, I don't feel like he could just carry uh, uh, the team he carried last year to the finals. Even if he was in the East, you see what I'm saying? Because he's lost the step. That's that's for sure. Yeah.
0: And and you know, like the last conversation we had, you know, about LeBron being the goat, like. See, Eric won't just come out and say LeBron ain't even in the top blank, 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 blank. But what he do is he throws jabs. And the reason I say he throws jabs is if you think about what he just said, it's so true. So LeBron can't be the GOAT. Well, for one, he can't be the GOAT because Michael Jordan's the GOAT. But number two, he can't even be the GOAT because he's in the top five from 2003 until today. Not number one from 2003 until today, but in the top five. That's that's father that lets me know you can't be the GOAT. That's that's you. No- but me and many other people who know
2: basketball better than I, will see that at the very least, LeBron James is the top five player of all time. Not not just me. Not no not just from 2003. Yeah, we since that since that Englishman threw the basketball in the basket for gym class and created basketball. You know what I'm saying? Since then, I'm,
0: uh, I'm I don't saying, not giving you my of opinion. all time because then, cause then, I'm, cause then not it, mean,
2: look, I'm not giving. Look, I'm not giving
0: because then you're disrespecting my, other the, people.
2: The opinion of people who are qualified to disrespect the people whose toes you are so carefully trying to respect.
0: And the people, the people who qualify, I don't think that some of them would, I but I don't, I think, don't think the I real think one. Remember,
2: would. I think if I put a panel down of people who we think. A former basketball players, basketball analysts, coaches, so on and so forth. I can't think of any of them who would say LeBron James is in the top <laughs> five or top at the very least top ten players all the time. Hey,
0: like I said, so James not even, I, like okay, so me and Eric was having a conversation. I'm saying so. So me, me and Eric was having a conversation about uh, who like uh, what's his name like the Dallas Mavericks right and we forgot that Dirk went to yeah. two NBA Finals okay. and so when I started you know, thinking they, about that I think they was back to back too I'm not for sure them. but I think they were back no,
2: no, to back
0: no, or every other in 2006
2: and the next, last uh, second was in 2011
0: they lost to the heat. and they lost
2: they, they lost controversially win. too I'm pretty sure okay. I'm I'm
0: pretty sure the Rockies paid for that. Right. Exactly. So they lost by some rough shit in 2006, and then Dirt Nowitzki went on in 2011 to beat to beat the Heat again with the Super Team Heat. So, in my opinion, hey, I don't even care what nobody got to say about me. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki is officially a better power, a small but forward than LeBron James. I don't give a damn what you got to say.
2: And technically, he's not.
0: Technically, he is. Dirk, 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 Dirk was Dirk a Dirk three Dirk most Dirk of Dirk his, Dirk, his career, bro.
2: He wasn't a three. When Dirk Nowitzki played against the Heat the first time, he wasn't a three. I'm saying, what, whatever Okay, he
0: whatever you say. Saying, saying. saying. But yeah, I'm pretty sure... I, you- just,
1: I just can't understand how if we put... All the careers on the paper. Championships, that, all that other stuff. I don't see how, if they put a face on them, that you pick LeBron James out of everybody that's played the game.
2: Because, well, the reason for that is, it's not as simple as just putting down papers and looking at numbers. Yeah, you it's just go with your like, favorite player. No, no, no. That's No, no, no. Listen, listen, like I said, when I gave you that opinion, I'm not giving you my opinion i've i've yet to meet i've yet to meet an analyst be it a former player former coach coach current player so on and so forth who doesn't hold lebron james in the regard of top 10 the to top five player i've n- i've never seen one who's tried to downplay past that so i didn't so so i didn't go so i didn't go on. like i said it's not as simple as putting down a spreadsheet and looking at who did this who, so on and so forth what needs to be added to the story for a good story to be a good story there must be context you have to contextualize these champions if you have to contextualize these mvp not all not every championship is built the same not every ring fits as well on the finger as the other one you got to contextualize these things and once that happens it's safe to say right now right now with lebron James being who he is in the middle of the spin, in the middle of and well at the at the end of his career from from what you guys say at the, well he is at the end of his career at the point he is in his life in 10 years when we looking back god willing hopefully when zion has won a few rings with the new york knicks you feel know what i'm saying brought the mecca back to to its two to its two greatness we can look back and reminisce on the old days and really appreciate what lebron did with the kicks that he was dealt with but honestly, I don't think it's as simple as just looking down at the piece of paper and saying, "Okay, this person accomplished so on and so on and so forth." So they're better.
1: Okay. Well, if, well, if Michael Jordan was the GOAT prior to LeBron, and he dominated in his prime, then I could just go prime for prime. If we go prime for prime, and we look at Kobe, and we look at Tim Duncan, and we look at uh, Magic, Kareem, anybody in that prime, they dominated. In his prime, he did.
2: Good enough to win. Who else, who else? Um, since since 2003, no no one has accumulated the amount of rings that LeBron James has accumulated besides unless you played as a San Antonio Spur or you're Dwayne Wade. players play not players aren't doing this regularly. This isn't this isn't a normal thing. Man, Cubs lost a lot and 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 a bunch of those losses his fault because he's the main guy. But we gotta understand what he what he's done in the time frame that he's done it in isn't normal. And it's Ray Allen won
1: one for him too. Don't forget that, that.
2: But that's crazy to me because after that game six, after that game six, there was an overtime, and what's his name bowled out in that overtime. After that overtime, there was a game seven, and LeBron James hit six threes, and everybody faced them in that game seven. Hey, I'm going to just you keep it real.
1: Sexualized. Hey, I'm going to keep it real. You call me a hater, or whatever. But if Draymond doesn't get that tech and Ray Allen doesn't hit that three, LeBron has one. I'm
2: going
1: to keep it Ray real. Allen's,
2: it's Ray Allen's job to hit that three. That's, but he hit it, restful. though.
1: So that's I'm saying it, we should give right. as much credit as we do to Ray Allen well, and Draymond crazy. for kicking people in
2: the nuts as we do that's to LeBron. Crazy because for me right so what you're doing is you're looking at a playoff run you're looking at a, at, the, at the minimum let's say you sweep everybody you're going to be playing 12 games in some form of succession you're looking at an entire playoff run you get into the thick of it you get into game mm. six and what you're doing is trying to compartmentalize the entire moment everything that transpired within those seven games within one moment now I'm That's not what taking what away from, Ray. Is. I'm not greatness away from is. Mr. Shuttleworth.
1: That's greatness. Performing in the
2: moment, okay. But hold on is, is greatness is greatness hitting six six threes right. in a game seven? Is that greatness? Is you that talking greatness? about Draymond? No, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about LeBron James. Draymond did that too, but he did it in a losing effort. But LeBron James did that against the Spurs in Game Seven. Is, look, that, look, is that greatness?
1: I'm, I'm not saying he's not great.
2: Okay, but I'm what, saying we we what we we'll doing is oh, go ahead, go ahead. Marshall, I'm saying
1: he did not dominate. How did no, he come no. him? And okay, and let me go. Hold on. Okay. Let me, let, me, let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. I'm gonna analyze all his three championships. The first championship, was he not up three, two? What? No, when they, when they played Golden State the first time, was he not up three two? That wasn't his first championship, he no, I'm yes. sorry. The first time he played Golden State, though. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going true. in, I'm going in the loss. I'm going to loss that, to me, should have been a win. The only one I give him a pass for is his, his what is it? Early in his career when he played the Spurs, he wasn't supposed oh, to win. On. But when I look at LeBron James' career, he should have at least five. So, e, he has me, three. Let
2: me, e, let me, I'm, just to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. No, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let uh, let me just say this last thing I got. So, just, just to clarify for the listeners. So, E, what you're telling me is, the interestingly enough, the example that you choose to pull out, is the final in which Kevin Love got his shoulder dislocated by Kelly Olynyk in the first yes. round, and yes. Kyrie Irving busted up his knee yes. in, in overtime of the first game. So yes. pretty much LeBron James' second best player against the full-fledged Golden State Warriors. The full-fledged Golden State Warriors <laughs> was Matthew Dellavedova. Delhi sings. That's what you're telling me. And then, Matthew
1: Dellavedova was I rocking know, up Curry too, bro, so keep bro,
2: going, listen, bro. Listen, please don't fall for the hype. That was for two games he
0: did that. It was a six-game series. He did that for two games. I watched the whole series. <laughs> hey, so so no, no, check this out. So this is the big shabanga bang when when Eric goes on up, when Eric tells you that LeBron James wasn't dominant, he just did good enough. This is what I get from that. So. From 2003 until now, when you look at the East, which is where LeBron has been, when you hear, like for instance, when you hear certain matchups in versus the East and the West, certain matchups, you be like, "I'm never gonna watch that game because they're trash." And my examples are like in the West, when you hear Utah Jazz that versus game, Houston that, Rockets, that, 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 that you wanna the, watch that because you know who's. The no no i'm just saying i'm not talking about recently i'm just talking about overall in general like those are two teams that's probably jockeying proposition position to be seven and eight in the playoffs but then we go over to the east and these are the teams lebron have to play and these are the nights he don't have to play on this one they played when it's a joke and a mockery Yo, listen, listen, the new oh, york listen, knicks listen, versus the charlotte listen, bobcat oh. the
2: for you to pick out without talking about the new york knicks you get me?
0: Oh, okay. So the Washington Wizards versus the New Jersey Nets. Like nobody wants to see anybody from the East other than LeBron James because all he had to do was be good enough in the East. Now he's in the West, good enough ain't going to cut it. But when you go back to the era of Kobe, son, everybody was still good. Like even, even good in 2003 Kobe through Kobe like 2006.
2: Lost to the Detroit Pistons, and then he threw a fit. Said he wanted to trade to Chicago, and then they, they traded away Shaq. Listen,
0: and then he played yeah, against I, the I, Boston I, Celtics and you, beat listen, them. Listen, after listen, He lost to him though.
2: Listen, the, the, time gap, the time gap that you jumped from like at the beginning, I had no hair on my chin. At the end of it, I did.
0: I mean, even right now, dude. From two thousand. Like, since lebron well, been in the NBA, the, the, East, the East has been. My, my really? is
2: in the East. I, I will not defend the East. The East has been forced. Uh, the East has, the East has been forced. But what you have to understand is that, regardless of such, for LeBron's reign in the East, every team hasn't been bad. When it come down to the wire, when it came... when it That's impossible. When it came they down suck. to the wire, when it came down to the wire, some good team in the East was put to the test. Some good team had to deal with knocking LeBron James and company off of the pedestal. And they couldn't manage to do it. Even last year, even, even so, last year, when he was walking so, around with four go back. with four uh Hello Pony backpacks and he dragged them and he dragged them to the NBA finals. It was like <laughs> nice. he went to game seven two different times. Right.
0: So- Right, so I'm a, I'm a, uh, so basically because you're a brown sexual too. So, I'm gonna go back to the original question. So, the days the playoffs, is he still in the GOAT conversation for some of the brown sexuals? Yes or uh, no? For the brown sexuals? because it's no for, for me.
2: The there's nothing that LeBron James can do wrong. The bronze sexuals aren't, aren't people who use objectivity. They aren't people who use their who use their mind. I think I, I, you I think sexual. you might be assuming my sexuality. If you look in my rap sheet, you would tell that I'm far from what you are assuming. But like I said though, the, the point the point of a bronze sexual is you'll, you'll, yes you'll, or no you'll show, them, you'll show them, you'll show them, you'll show them the light and they'll close their eyes. You know, I am in here, I don't care what you're saying. Like for them, it, it doesn't matter. It's a stupid. Me. A, yes or uh, no? If I had to rank them all time, I'll give him number four. I I'll take that
0: because he like three for me. Nah, I take him at four. He like, oh, he like well, three for me. So I will take him, I him I at take
2: five. Eric, as, as much as me and you is going back yeah, and forth
0: for me. And and
1: no, you keep it hard though. Nah,
2: this is just. This is listen.
0: Yeah, I think I think the difference is going. Bobby, you going harder for LeBron James. I'm
2: not going to think he to go you kind of defend him like you knew sure that we use the same weight that we use that we apply to everyone else to LeBron James. Yes. Right 10, now 20. there was, in my opinion, in my opinion, look in my, in my opinion, in my opinion, looking <laughs> the conversation. Listening to the conversation, it seems like we we skewing the sale You know what I'm saying? Like the scan trying to add up. In my opinion, Let's what's the heavier, song, Cardinal, oh, pound
0: of
3: cotton or pound of rock? It's <laughs> the same size. <song. laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. <laughs> I just had to clarify and make sure you was on your shit. So hey, so right now for the Bronze Centrals, of course they gonna say yeah. For me and Eric it's a no. no. Bikey still ain't said yes or no. So category real quick. So hey, there you have it. That's three no's. And yes, you should burn in hell. And my Samuel Jackson voice. No, nah, but see, like I said, he he's number five for me. He's number three for Mabaki, and he number four for Eric. So, okay, this probably be my last LeBron topic until oh, wait, don't make the playoffs again next year. Oh
3: man.
0: <laughs> okay, so moving on to the final topic, which everybody seems to love—the fans' favorite—who's better? these who's better uh pretty funny kind of biased for some people I'm not gonna say who but some people it may be a little biased so i'm just gonna jump into it so the first who's better was the city of la versus the city of new york so i'm just gonna dive in and say for me i lived in la and i lived in new york and i'm gonna go out i New York is where, like, for me it was New York, all the way and I'm talking about from what? fucking Yonkers all the way to fucking all the way to, to East New York like, it, it's just lit, like the vibe in New York is like I don't care how sexy you think you are how wretched you think you is, like Nigga, everybody fucks with everybody. Like it, it's it's the vibe that it gives me that made me pick New York over LA. Cause LA is so superficial. Like you have bitches like, okay, let me reverse that. You have young ladies saying shit like, I can't fuck with this nigga, cause he works at McDonald's, but it's like, well, bitch, you work at Mac. So what's the point? What's the difference? You both struggle individually. Like you wanna you wanna be chosen by a rapper, but you met you know, you work at Matt. But in New York, you see it every day. Well, you see it, let's just go back to the 90s. Biggie got Faith Evans. How? We don't know, because he wasn't that big before he got him. So for me, I chose New York City. No, me first. Uh, Mabaki. I've never been By his ass. The, the, the wonderful city, the city of angels, Los Angeles. So of
2: course, I'm now. Interestingly enough, everyone who I've met who's devil was outside of people have said that it's terrible. Like supposedly the traffic is like the worst in America. It's too much shit, like it's just too much shit going on. You get what I'm saying, granted New York has its cons too. It's a bunch of nonsense going on in New York. All those things. It's a lot, it's a lot of cons going on in New York. But considering I'm a New Yorker, born and bred, Brooklyn born and red, bred, best side born and bread, I'ma just have to go with the home team. New York, shout out to the Knicks, shout out to the Giants. Oh, Dylan I'm sorry we had to do it to you, but we had to do
0: it to you. you know
2: what I'm saying? I'm not a New boy.
0: He wasn't
1: mad. <laughs> hey, man, hey. I'm from the country, man. So I ain't, I ain't with that city life, man. <laughs> hey, hey, they both to me they they the same like place where people are in their own zone. Uh, when I've been in New York. Um, people keep to themselves mind their business um that rubbed me the wrong way because it's like yo why don't you speak it's just hello good morning you know what i'm saying and um in la it's like people are self consumed with themselves like i really like the vibes of the city it's a cool spot um to live in either one i don't think i can sure. do it but if i had to pick um it had to be new york city only because it's closer to my home um but like I said I ain't really got I, mean, not just that, like, I ain't great. never lived in one
0: of the cities you know what I'm saying like, it is <laughs> it hey. is uh, you said New York people are in their own way and they don't really speak I'm gonna just take a wild guess and say you were in Manhattan cause if you go to any of the boroughs people are like yo yeah, what's good what's up how you doing especially in Brooklyn and uptown like- oh hello yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: Like me, like I said, me personally, I never, like, like me personally, like, I wouldn't, I don't want to live in New York. I'm a New in New York, I vote. to and you
0: that don't know, know you because they, they know you ain't from there. New York. For various reasons, you
2: know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's a problem, unless you like, nah, unless you're mad rich, unless you like the money to really afford it, I don't think you should really like, like, think of New York as a place to live, you know what I'm saying? But I feel the same way about Los Angeles, and granted, I've never been there, maybe I'm not in a position to say so. But,
0: you know, every place has its pros and its cons. But, you know, it's New York, baby. Come on. It's the Apple. It's the Right. And, um, like, and, you know, I posted on my social media, at uh, on my Instagram, at ASAP Barbie. Um, the fan poll said that New York won do 60% to 40%, which I'm not at it. And it's crazy because I have a whole lot more LA individuals than I do New York. Like it's crazy. So, but most of them chose New York. So it is what it is. With that one, moving on to the next one. This one, my fat people out there—not literally fat people, but my inner fat people. Domino's versus Pizza Hut. So this one's a little tough because I, I look at them both because I eat at both places from time to time and for me it's like I like Domino wings better than I like Pizza Hut wings but I like Pizza Hut pizza I like Domino's pizza but then I like I love Domino's pasta more than I love Pizza Hut pasta but on this one it's kind of like I don't know I had to go with what I knew and what I know is like Pizza Hut because that's what I grew up with so it's kind of like I gave the nod to Pizza Hut because that's what I know even though I fuck with both of them it's kinda almost one of them things where it was like, I almost didn't pick, cause they both they both got my heart in different places though. Oh, and the the the, the knock against Domino's was Domino's don't sell coke products. They be on that that Mist Twist shit and Mr. P and they only sell Dr. Pepper, they sell Mr. Pib and shit like so I had to go up just because the drink.
2: Uh, me personally, you know, <coughs> is what so, I'm, I'm not gonna judge I don't you know. My body. things. At the end of the day, you sell pizza. That's your main dish. I'm gonna judge you off of your pizza. And I'm not gonna like pull any cards or nothing, but I think I know what a good slice of pizza tastes like. End of the day, I've had Pizza Hut all over the world. I've had Pizza Hut in New York, in Ohio, in Texas. I've had Pizza Hut in Afghanistan. And what's always been constant with Pizza Hut is that it's average, it's like a regular. Like, uh, like, this is okay. This will tide me over. Like, this isn't spectacular. Now, granted, Domino's isn't amazing. But Domino's, for me, is far better than Pizza Hut. Domino's, in my opinion, as far as the fast food, the joints, like the main chains, Domino's is the champion. Domino's is the goat for me.
1: Hey, I haven't ate Pizza Hut in about eight, nine months. Only because there's a Domino's by my house. But I I can't say from the pizza to the wings to the breadsticks all the way down to the marinara sauce it's pizza all day for me it, it tastes better uh i love the stuffed crust pizza that was a, a genius idea um, dominoes should have thought of that but like i said because of my location and how i want to wait for my food i cave in i get dominoes every day but uh i'm gonna have to go on pizza
0: so yeah, i mean i get it like it is what it is so as i say you know i do the fan poll. and the fan poll came out pizza Hut, 100 domino zero percent let me go
3: real,
0: real quick <laughs> everybody chose Domino's and you know, i try to tell y'all sometime what the dm say so i had two people sliding the dm and say Domino's Thin Crust is way too thin. You might as well just put the toppings on a plate and put it through the microwave. That's not like a Domino's, whatever that is. I never had a Thin Crust pizza because I'm, I'm not a Thin guy. not a Thin guy, so i getting shit. So, so the next one, the next who's better is this is for the old school people. And I say old school these new dudes, they be on, you know, fucking Yo, Russell, Mac Miller and all these trashy ass <laughs> rappers and shit. Yeah. But it's uh, two groups. Like, you know, niggas be on these new groups like Migos Trashy Ass and shit. niggas who sound like Sesame Street rappers. But uh, the two groups that I got right now is... <laughs> versus 3-6 Mafia. So, for me being a country boy from the South, I gotta go with my own team, the High Boys. Um, To me, it, it was more so because like, they were like the second coming of No Limit. Like, when No Limit shut down, here come the High Boys. I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm not taking nothing away from 3-6 Mafia. But 3-6 Mafia to me was, like, when I first heard it, that shit was on, like, some creepy demonic-ass shit when I first heard it. But when it, like, Hypnotize Camp Posse and Project Pattern shit, like, I started really fucking with 3-6 Mafia. But, like, I, and on top of that, my very first concert as a teenager that I ever went to was a Hot Boys concert. I went to a Hot Boys concert. With my with my flags hanging out and shit, my soldier flags and all that shit hanging out. I was turned to y'all
1: got your so own that's why GD I was, culture down there in Louisiana. Scared. And I'ma keep it real. I never understood it. Um obviously I always respected it. I messed with the hot boys, but it's triple six, man. Uh like they they had too many bangers back in the day. And when I got my first system, I remember it was two twelve. It was called Sound Extreme. It was some all brand speaking, but like from sipping to on some scissor herb and chicken head, man, that was always cranking in my system. So I'm I'm gonna have to go with triple
2: C. Yep. <laughs> now me, I'm one of those youngsters. All I right, you. You know you. Shout out to the and all those other rappers who were disrespected by my gracious host. But um, for me, granted, really, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Hmm. I've heard the hits from both of these guys from like from like uh, the hot boys and 36 mafia just going up but I've never really been keen to really get to it but what I'll use to make my decision is though that at the end of the day you go to a party you go to a club you go to anything across any culture in America you could be white black Asian Latino anything Native American it don't matter when that cash money Records is taking over from the 99 to the 2000 come on come on cuss. regardless you gonna you Everybody know what time it is. Everybody know what's going on. Everybody know what's what, what's, what, what, what's, what's about to go down. So just offer of the simple fact, just offer of the simple fact that from the time that record dropped <laughs> to today, that if you go to any function, that that record can be spun and everyone already knows the demo, it's safe to say that the hot boy got it.
0: People, literally, Come on, come on! I see be in the middle of conversations but and be like, "Yeah, this is dead, bro." They get up and walk away because they know what time uh-huh. it is. Yo, but
1: we know how hey, to like Six groups, nah, same five.
0: groups. But I think and then, and that and you said something about you said something about chicken head, which was Project Pat, my 365. Oh, six yeah, you right, you right, So it's kind like, of like airport.
2: On top of that, so, like, come on, like. One of the greatest rappers of all time. For me, he's like a top five rapper. Lil Wayne was bred from that. You feel what I'm saying? So they got to get points for that. In my he he, about to start another and conversation. I'm saying we could talk about that another day. We
1: could talk about
0: that. Yeah, day. he about to... <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> I mean, even if we just keep it group to group, what I will say is... Uh, it's a hard one between... Sipping on some scissor and I Need a High Girl. Like, them two songs alone between the two were played at, well, at every function in the South. i say that. I don't know about New York and California growing up because I wasn't there, but I Need a High Girl and sipping on some scissor was played at every function hey, in the well, South. Like, fact, I, was but, first
1: introduced, I was first introduced to Jay-Z from Juvenile on that 400 degree. And I, I don't oh, know if yeah, huh? that or uh that UGK jump and the only reason why I checked for Big Pimper yeah. cause UGK was there. But um, like I said, I know they was listening to it up there because I have another theory that the South put Jay-Z on. He my favorite rapper, but like I said, I would have never that's known tough. about him unless he he slid
2: down south and laid down them them tracks. That's not only debatable, that's wrong.
0: Yeah. Hey, please that's a that that's also now i He said so,
2: Let's save, let's save it for another episode. So, we're do a whole
1: rapology. So, yeah, cause I can tell you for a so, fact. So, wasn't nobody pumping reasonable doubt and none of that shit down south? That was a long time
3: ago. But, I mean, but so, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> hey, that shit didn't come out to what like ninety nine? I feel like I feel like it came
2: out like oh cool.
0: Yes. But. But we took it to the fans, and we have to go seventy percent to the high boys, thirty percent to three six mafia. So, and I, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad either way. But the last who's better, I think this is probably the best one we've ever had, honestly, in my opinion. It was between two actors. Not just two actors, two legends. Living legends, if that. Denzel Washington versus Samuel Jackson. And I'm just going to let Mubaki and Eric take over this one because I'm not even going to put it in the vote because I can't. Because I don't know how. So I just start off here with Eric. you put me in the hot
1: seat. So these are two of my favorite actors. Meaning, if, if they drop a movie today, I'm going to see it immediately. Um, when it comes to pure acting skill, I got to give it to Denzel uh, because I've seen him shapeshift into a million different characters and he na- he kills all those roles. Um, but when I look at Sam Jackson, I find out that, you know what I'm saying? He, he wasn't even an actor. He just stumbled upon it. You know what I'm saying? It was naturally a talent. Like anything Sam Jackson touches is gold. You know, you want to see him. These are not even funny movies that he in, but he he cracks you up just with the one word, you know the word. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with Denzel. I'm- I think he's a purist uh, when it comes to acting. Hey. But this is no shade to Sam Jackson at all. Um, I I might say that I might enjoy Sam Jackson movies more than Denzel. But Denzel, like I said, he huh? I just hands down he. He the gold of mine, so I'm gonna give it Denzel, but that was a tough decision
2: for me. Sorry, the, my policy, the decision wasn't as tough. I mean, for me personally, it's, it's clearly Denzel Washington, and I based it off of something that Eric said. For me, I feel like now, Grant Samuel L. Jackson is for me one of my favorite favorite actors, 100% undoubted. He's been in so many great movies. He's played so many great roles. But that's the thing for me. I feel like the only characters Samuel L. Jackson and correct me if I'm wrong, he has to play like an intense character, be it like a tough coach or or, or, or police officer or something like something like intense, something like real grit I can never see him just playing oh and I mean he's all oh, he's playing some. But for me personally, in his biggest in his biggest scenes and his biggest roles, he's playing something intense, playing something uh uh hard. You feel what I'm saying? Whereas I feel like Denzel possesses Wolf, the versatility to be anything. You see what I'm saying? He comes from a Shakespearean background. Like he, he can Denzel Washington can be anything you want him to be. You could throw him in any which way role. And granted, he has strengths in more, one role, more roles than others. But I feel like if you throw him anywhere, he can be comfortable under any setting. Just give him his lines, let him know what's going on, and he'll be able to deliver masterfully. So for me, it's Denzel.
0: So I'm not taking anything. Like I said, I'm not voting on this one because I I fuck with them both like equally. But what I want to say about Bill is if you think about this in all his movies he's always the good guy. He didn't get his first award nomination and awards until he played bad guy in training day. I'm just going to put that out on the table. He's always the good guy. Versus Samuel L. Jackson is the good guy, the bad guy, the funny guy, the ignorant guy, the cuss you out guy like and he was a Star Wars people w- don't remember that shit yeah. yeah so that's why I said for me I couldn't vote but took it to the fan poll <laughs> and the fan poll came out and said it was 50-50 yeah yeah and to give you the exact number of votes I actually had 802 votes and it was split 50 50. yeah so that wasn't bad but you know at the end of the episode good people and at the end of every episode you know i try to leave you with some kind of words of wisdom or something and this week i'm just gonna keep it real simple and tell you guys take care of yourselves, health wise health is health is the key like don't be you know, just lifting weights because that's not gonna help your heart that's gonna help your muscles get out go walk go jog go you know take your spouse to the park and have a healthy little snack and then get up and walk it off around the lake or whatever just help Health will help you mentally, physically, and spiritually because you feel better when you're healthy. You know, a lot of people say, oh, when I eat cake and ice cream and McDonald's and this shit and that shit. No, you don't feel better. Your ass feels sleepy. That's why you feel better, because you go to sleep and forget you But be more healthy. Like, eat more, eat eat more healthy. Like, it is what it is. Just Just be more healthy. Be more mindful about your body because you're not here forever. You're only here for a little while, so take care of it while you got it. Eric, you got any words this for the is people? The
1: segment, you know, always catch me off guard. Just hey, <laughs> just stay on point, and whatever it is you do. Um, until next time, I see y'all later.
0: Mabaki, thank you for coming on, my brother. Do you yeah, have anything real for real the quick.
2: people? Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, uh, self evaluation. I feel like uh, people are very quick to take a look at what's going on to them and just look at everything that's happening outside. But It's it's sometimes hard for us to look at ourselves on the inside and see how we took part in the things that are happening to us. At the end of the day, come down to it. One thing that we can always be 100% certain about is how we contributed to whatever took place in our lives so i think we should take time to self-evaluate and use that to benefit ourselves for the future thank you gentlemen for having me on i love the conversation appreciate the conversation can't wait to be back
0: and all the people out there you wondering how to uh, connect with us or contact us again like i always say you can hit me up on on instagram at asalbarby Leave a message, a comment, whatever, suggestions of stuff you want us to talk about. Uh, Stay on the lookout for other giveaways. Like I said, right now we're doing the bracket giveaway. That'll be like another week or so. We'll announce that winner as well. Um, Again, like I said, just find us on social media at ASAPBarbie, And we're always available for comments and all that good stuff. We'll get at you folks next time.